Section six of the Natural History of Chocolate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in February two thousand seventeen. The Natural History of Chocolate by the Quillis. The second part, Chapter two of the real properties of chocolate without talking in the dialect of the peripatetics about the qualities of heat and coldness nowadays so much decried it will not be difficult to prove that chocolate is a substance one very temperate two very nourishing and of easy digestion three very proper to repair the exhausted spirits and decayed strength four lastly very suitable to preserve the health and prolong the lives of old men these four articles shall be sufficiently demonstrated in the four following sections section one chocolate is very temperate nothing is so great an argument that wheat rice millet and manioc are salutary and temperate as their being used by whole nations together if any of these substances had any predominant evil quality it would soon appear to the prejudice of the health of numbers the people who subsist upon it would soon leave it off as a very dangerous and hurtful element one may reason much after the same manner with respect to chocolate the natives of new spain and of a great part of the torrid zone of america have always used it as a delicacy and at this day all the european colonies which are established in those countries make a consumption of vast quantities of it these people use it at all times and in all seasons as constant daily food without regard to age sex temperament or condition without complaint of having received the least prejudice from it they find on the contrary that it quenches thirst is very refreshing and feeding that it procures easy quiet sleep and produces several other good effects to say nothing of those we are going to treat of in the following sections i could produce several instances in favour of this excellent nourishment but i shall content myself with two only equally certain and decisive in the proof of its goodness the first is an experiment of chocolates being taken for the only nourishment made by a surgeon's wife of martinico she had lost by a very deplorable accident her lower jaw which reduced her to such a condition that she did not know how to subsist she was not capable of taking anything solid and not rich enough to live upon jellies and nourishing broths in this strait she determined to take three dishes of chocolate prepared after the manner of the country one in the morning one at noon and one at night there chocolate is nothing else but cacao kernels dissolved in hot water with sugar and seasoned with a bit of cinnamon this new way of life succeeded so well that she has lived a long while since more lively and robust than before this accident i had the second relation from a gentleman of martinico and one of my friends not capable of a falsity 
he assured me that in his neighbourhood an infant of four months old unfortunately lost his nurse and its parents not being able to put it to another resolved through necessity to feed it with chocolate the success was very happy for the infant came on to a miracle and was neither less healthy nor less vigorous than those who are brought up by the best nurses the inferences that may be drawn from these two histories are evident and demonstratively prove that chocolate has neither any intemperate nor hurtful quality i shall therefore say no more upon them leaving every one to make his own proper reflections section two chocolate is very nourishing and of easy digestion this proposition is a necessary consequence of the foregoing established by facts which i have just related and we have experiments as convincing of its easy digestion and the goodness of the cycle that it makes but it needs no other proof than the good condition it puts those in who ordinarily make use of it a learned englishman has carried his commendations so high concerning this particular property of chocolate that he has not scrupled to affirm in a dissertation that he has published upon this subject that one ounce of chocolate contains as much nourishment as a pound of beef as much out of the way as this assertion seems to be one may easily conceive that any element is capable of yielding more plentiful nourishment if compared with any other not only in respect to the quantity but also with relation to the time that the stomach takes to digest it physicians are not agreed about the causes of digestion but are divided into two opinions each of which is supported by the writings of very eminent authors convinced of my own inability to decide the controversy which also requires a large field to expatiate in i shall not undertake to defend either fermentation or trituration but it will be sufficient to say in two words that these opinions are not absolutely incompatible it perhaps will not be difficult to make a sort of an alliance or agreement between them by uniting whatever is plain and evident in the two systems and rejecting what is otherwise and from hence form a third which will be nothing but the union of the uncontested parts of the other two these two causes undoubtedly concur in the alteration that the element undergoes in the mouth for the saliva that mixes with it in mastication and dilutes it cannot be denied to be an admirable ferment and the tongue which moves it and the teeth which grind it and break it must be owned to be the first instruments of trituration now since nature is commonly uniform in her operations and since there is a great deal of reason to suppose that nature completes digestion by the same means that she has begun it let us suppose it is really so for a moment and apply it to the present subject and then we shall see by what evidence chocolate ought to be of an easy digestion in the first place bitter and alkaline substances such as these kernels are stomachic and analogous to the saliva and the ferment which dissolves the element in the stomach how then can it be of hard digestion with these qualities in the second place if one considers attentively the kernels as they are roasted broke and ground extremely fine upon a stone afterwards melted and dissolved in boiling liquor which serves as a vehicle for it 
it then seems very likely that the stomach will not have much labor left to do in short by it digestion is more than half finished experience confirms these reasonings very much for the digestion of chocolate is soon brought about without trouble without difficulty and without any sensible rising of the pulse the stomach very far from making use of its strength acquires new force and i can farther say upon my own knowledge that i have seen several persons who had but weak digestion if not quite spoiled who have been entirely recovered by the frequent use of chocolate section three chocolate speedily repairs the dissipated spirits and decayed strength if chocolate did not produce this effect but only as it is very nourishing it would but have this property in common with the most juicy elements and such as are most proper to furnish a good quantity of blood and plenty of spirits but its effects are more speedy for if a person for example fatigued with long and hard labour or with a violent agitation of mind takes a good dish of chocolate he shall perceive almost instantly that his faintness shall cease and his strength shall be recovered when digestion is hardly begun this truth is confirmed by experience though not so easily explained by reasoning because chocolate sensibly appears to be soft heavy and very little disposed by any active quality to put the spirits in motion however being resolved to neglect nothing that is likely to unfold the cause of an effect so wonderful i undertook one day the chemical analysis of chocolate and although prejudiced that i should discover nothing this way but a superficial knowledge yet i was willing to flatter myself that my inquiry would not be wholly fruitless i cleansed sixteen ounces of kernels without burning them i ground them in a marble mortar and afterwards put them in a glass retort well looted i placed it in a reverberatory furnace and fixed to it a large receiver and after having looted the joints well i gave it the first degree of fire the first that ascended was pure flame which dropped for about two hours a little white unctuous matter swam on the top of it the fire being augmented the drops became red and congealed as they fell into the receiver this lasted about two hours the fire being again augmented the receiver was filled with white clouds which i saw resolve into a kind of dew white and unctuous which was partly spirit and partly a white oil the red drops however continued to the end which was about two hours and a half this operation let me know that chocolate contains two kinds of oil the one red and fixed which congealed itself on the side of the vessel and the other white and volatile which proceeded from the white clouds and resolved itself on the other side of the receiver on the morrow after having unluted the receiver and having placed it in balneo marie to melt the congealed matter i was agreeably surprised to see the vessel immediately filled with white clouds i very much admired the volatility of this unctuosity and i was fully convinced that chocolate contained that volatile oil so highly esteemed in medicine and that one need not go farther to seek the cause of the speedy reparation of the fainting spirits 
which is confirmed by the daily experience of those that use chocolate. Having separated the spirit by filtering through brown paper, I divided the butrious matter into two parts. I put one, without any addition, into a little glass cucurbit, which I placed in a sand heat to rectify it, and by this operation I got an oil of an amber colour, swimming upon a little fling or spirit. I melted the remaining part, and, having incorporated it with quicklime, I put it into a little glass retort looted, and put fire to it by degrees. There first came over a clear oil, the white clouds succeeded, and at length the reddish butter. Having unluted the recipient, and put all in a little cucurbit in a sand heat, the white clouds yielded an oil of an amber colour, and having augmented the fire, there came over a little red oil, but no spirit. The amber-coloured oil is nothing else but the white volatile oil, coloured a little by the violence of the fire. As for the red oil, it seems to be the remainder of the red butter, fit to be exalted. These two oils will not mix together, for the red, more fixed than the other, always gets to the bottom. Mr. Boyle said he extracted from human blood two oils very like those above mentioned, and this conformity of substances very much convinces me of the great analogy I always supposed to be between chocolate and human blood. As for the spirit, it has nothing very disagreeable either in taste or smell. It does not sensibly ferment with alkalis, nor alters the colour of blue paper. After some time it grows a little acid and tastes a little tartish. Having calcined the caput mortuum, which is of a violet colour, and filtered and evaporated the lixivium, as is usual, I got nothing from it but a kind of cinder, a little saltish, and in so small a quantity that I did not give myself the trouble to reiterate the calcination, dissolution, filtration, and evaporation, for I should hardly have got five or six grains of fixed purified salt. I curiously observed that neither in the heads nor in the receivers there did appear any signs of a volatile salt. However, M. Lemery assures us that it contains a good deal, but it is plain he took his opinion upon trust, for had he made the experiment, he is too ingenious to be mistaken. One may then conclude from these two observations that chocolate is a mixed body that has the least quantity of salt enters its composition. Section 4. Chocolate is very proper to preserve health and to prolong the life of old men. Before chocolate was known in Europe, good old wine was called the milk of old men, but this title is now applied with greater reason to chocolate, since its use has become so common that it has been perceived that chocolate is, with respect to them, what milk is to infants. In reality, if one examines the nature of chocolate, a little with respect to the constitution of aged persons, it seems as though the one was made on purpose to remedy the defects of the other, and that it is truly the panacea of old age. Our life, as a famous physician observes, is, as it were, a continual growing dry, 
but yet this kind of natural consumption is imperceptible to an advanced age when the radical moisture is consumed more sensibly then the more balmy and volatile parts of the blood are dissipated by little and little the salts disengaging from the sulphurs manifest themselves the acid appears which is the fruitful source of chronic diseases the ligaments the tendons and the cartilages have scarce any of the unctuosity left which rendered them so supple and so pliant in youth the skin grows wrinkled as well within as without in a word all the solid parts grow dry or bony one may say that nature has formed chocolate with every virtue proper to remedy these inconveniences the volatile sulphur with which it abounds is proper to supply the place of that which the blood loses every day through age it blunts and sheaths the points of the salts and restores the usual softness to the blood like a spirit of wine united with spirit of salt makes a soft liquor of a violent corrosive this same sulphurous unctuosity at the same time spreads itself in the solid parts and gives them in some sense their natural suppleness it bestows on the membranes the tendons the ligaments and the cartilages a kind of oil which renders them smooth and flexible thus the equilibrium between the fluids and the solids is in some measure re-established the wheels and springs of our machine mended health is preserved and life prolonged these are not the consequences of philosophical reflections but of a thousand experiments which mutually confirm each other among a great number of which the following alone shall suffice there lately died at martinico a counsellor about a hundred years old who for thirty years past lived on nothing but chocolate and biscuit he sometimes indeed had a little soup at dinner but never any fish flesh or other victuals he was nevertheless so vigorous and nimble that at fourscore and five he could get on horseback without stirrups chocolate is not only proper to prolong the life of aged people but also of those whose constitution is lean and dry or weak and cacochymical or who use violent exercises or whose employments oblige them to an intense application of mind which makes them very faintish to all these it agrees perfectly well and becomes to them an altering diet on the contrary i would not counsel the daily use of it to such who are very fat or who are wont to drink a good deal of wine and live upon a juicy diet or who sleep much and use no exercise at all in a word who lead a delicate sedentary and indolent life such as a great many people of condition at paris are used to such bodies as these full of blood and juice have no need of additional nourishment and the diet will fit them better which is mentioned in ecclesiastics plentiful feeding brings diseases and excess hath killed numbers but the temperate man prolongs his days End of section 6